one of the most prevailing conspiracy theories is that we are all part of a big simulation. The two movies we'll be discussing this week follow that idea to some kind of a conclusion. This week we are looking at 2021's Bliss and 2019's Serenity, similarly named movies for a very similarly themed idea. Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast. Welcome to the Crossroads Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rob. And I'm your other host, Ryan. So, Ryan, do you want to continue with our tradition of older movie first? Yeah, there's not a ton of time between these two. Serenity only came out a couple years ago, but yeah, let's do that. So, Serenity came out in 2019, written and directed by Stephen Knight. The film stars Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, and Diane Lane. It also has uh, Jason Clark, Jeremy Strong, and Digimon Honsu in smaller roles. But, you know, they're they're there. It's it's a thing. Jason Clark's one of those actors who's, like, always in things, and I always forget his name, but when I see him, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's Jason Clark. Yeah, he's he's got a, he's a great character actor. He's got a, a great range. Uh, I've seen him in a bunch of different things. He's doing his best here, and I appreciate that. Well, there's only so much he could do with that, with the script he got. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, Serenity is a, it's a mystery thriller. You I, Would you call it a mystery thriller, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's, it's kind of neo-noir. Everyone's really gross and sweaty all the time. Yeah. Everything's shiny. Matthew McConaughey plays a character named Baker Dill, who runs a fishing boat and his ex-wife, comes over and tells him you know you should throw my current husband over the edge and the sharks will eat him and that's where the movie starts and it's weird (laughs) (laughs) so that's really like the tip of the iceberg for this movie Uh, serenity begins as a as as a noir drama but matthew mcconaughey doesn't want any part of this he just wants to fish for his tuna named justice Yes. And ironically, he's not serving up justice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we can I wish that. the movie had actually used that joke. It may have uh, may have improved it in my eyes. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> this movie could have done a ton of things to improve on it. Like, be coherent. <laughs> yes. Make some kind um, of sense. Do you want to get into the twists at all? Yeah, because there's nothing really to talk about aside from that. Yeah. This movie has about 25 minutes of plot in an hour and 45 minute movie. Um, all right, let's discuss the things before the twist. So if, yeah. if we spoil it for anyone and they actually want to watch it, um, yeah, we can do that post credit spoiler talk. Yeah, the, the movie looks fine. You know, it, it's well shot. The And Stephen Knight is a pretty prominent writer-director. He's done yeah. Eastern Promises, which was really popular. Locke. Uh, dirty pretty things he's he did a couple episodes of peaky blinders he's all over the place he wrote uh lockdown that we talked about a couple weeks ago which you know we were divided on whether or not we liked it but i thought at least it had some interesting ideas yeah it it was doing the best i could with a current 
climate. Yeah. But Serenity is just bonkers. It is. And not in a good way. No, it keeps cutting between a bunch of really weird things. There's characters that don't make a whole lot of sense. There's this travel or there's the salesman that follows Baker around. Yeah, he forward. appears at the end of like every scene that Matthew McConaughey's in and he just kind of mutters to himself like, "Yeah. What's he say running out of time or 2 minutes to midnight or something?" Yeah, at, at really weird inopportune times, he seems to track him around and it's just it's creepy and I don't like it. But when they finally make contact. Yeah. In the middle of the night, at like 2.30 in the morning, this guy shows up and they have this conversation that gets weirder and weirder. And eventually it's revealed that this is all a video game that the actual person that Matthew McConaughey is playing named John Mason, who was married to Anne Hathaway's Karen Zariah. Zariacus? Zariacus, that's a very Greek name. Uh, they had a son who programmed this whole world in his video fishing game thing. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so the son basically is controlling his parents' life through the video game. Yes. But they're not really his parents because they're in the video game. Yes. The implication is that Anne Hathaway is really his mom because you, do, you never see her in the quote real world, but you do hear her voice. Yeah, you hear her. And even in the video game world, she keeps talking about my son, my son, my yes. husband's abusive, my son. So yes. it's assumed b- based on how it intercuts between the two worlds. Yeah. So it, this whole this whole thing is this like revenge story that that the son sort of created to get back at the stepfather because the actual father was killed in Iraq. He did not survive the way that the movie implies that he did. And the weirdest thing about this to me is that the movie hands, like hits you over the head with this and then just keeps going like nothing happened. Yeah, because they really drop that around the f- 50 minute mark maybe maybe earlier and it just runs with it yeah it just keeps going which is bizarre it's so weird i once heard a saying that any a bad movie can be anything but boring and this movie is not boring it's not boring but it's it's just boring in a bad way it yeah it's it's absurd and absolutely bonkers but that adds points to it for me. I I appreciate how fucking bonkers this movie is and how it just takes itself just serious enough to where, like, it's not silly. Because yeah. any other movie, this, this could have been a really wild comedy, and this just runs with it. It's a straight-up drama. It's got everything a drama murder mystery has. It's got the, the kills. It's got the the femme fatale it's got the love interest you know how it is yeah let's talk about uh anne hathaway's performance for a second because i'm not sure what the heck she was going for but whatever it is she's swinging for the fences <laughs> she's all over the place she's there i think everyone in this movie is pretty over dramatic yeah but that also again adds to it for me because that's clearly what uh stephen knight had in mind yes it's very almost parody of film noir femme fatale like she's 
she's walking in swaggering and she has this accent that I can't quite place and she's slowing the pace of her words down and it's very weird and theatrical but she's definitely going for something and we can't forget she has what Matthew McConaughey wants a lot of money yes she's going to give him 10 million dollars to throw her husband over the over the the boat <laughs> meanwhile Matthew McConaughey is scraping by taking people fishing to pay yeah. his rent yeah and occasionally uh chasing a cat oh yes and sleeping with the cat's owner for money which is you know probably not legal but the movie doesn't get into that yeah it's it's all part of a video game yeah you know this reminded me of and not in a great way do you see the book of henry i did not i did not but i really want to because i've heard that's just as bonkers that's just as bonkers it's probably more depressing if you can imagine that huh i didn't really find this depressing i just found it kind of stupid (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong uh this is streaming on Prime if you you know you've got an hour and a half to kill and you want something real weird to going on. Uh, Have you seen this before, Ryan? Before no, this, this I had not. I oh. had thought about it, but I never. Did you know the twist going in? I did. I was. I, was, oh. I had been told about it about a year ago. Oh and... man, I saw this in theaters, knowing nothing about it. And oh, boy, when, when that twist came in, I howled. <laughs> Just like, man, I can't even imagine that. Like, not knowing must be must blow your mind. Yeah, I, I didn't see the trailer, but throughout the movie, I kept recalling shots that they showed. And I realized they showed the trailer a year prior. So the movie must have got delayed. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer... When I went to see, of all things, uh, I believe it was Hereditary. Yeah, and that was two years prior to this, so the movie definitely got delayed. Because I remember specific shots that they showed from the trailer. Yeah, it it bombed. The studio just stopped advertising it after really bad bad test screenings and uh, negative reviews. They just stopped putting it on tv they stopped showing it trailers it just came out with very little fanfare it made like 1.2 million in its first week which for today is great numbers because no theaters are open but but compare that to the budget yeah into early 2019 that was you know damaging yeah but let me say watching this in theaters with a crowd of people who didn't know what they were getting into one of my favorite movie experiences yeah. of all time. I mean, I don't know if I believe you when you say there was a crowd of people, but... Uh... Well, I mean, like, the, the me and my three friends and then whoever else was in the theater. If... Yeah. This was not, you know, a packed house. This no, This was no. not, like, a Marvel release or anything. No. But I wish it was. I would have loved to see the other people's face when, when they dropped that, that plot Like, uh, what was that? I think someone left. <laughs> i can't I remember know. correctly it was two years ago but i can't blame them i mean god i watched this in my living room and that was about it uh so would you recommend it to newcomers um, of the murder mystery drama no I, maybe for people who like really bizarre twists but not people who like this stuff played straight yeah i'd get punched in the face and i deserve it <laughs> Nobody would take your recommendations ever again. No, never ever. And I wouldn't blame them for that either. The thing is, though, like, 
as bad as the plot is, it's not a poorly made film. Like these no. actors are doing as best as they can with the the script they're given, and yeah, they're not laughing throughout the twists, and that's yeah. good enough for me. They're doing the best that they can, and. You know, there's something commendable to that. They know that they're in probably not the best movie ever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. As it continues on, great. Um, <laughs> Would you watch a uh, sequel to Serenity? I have no idea where you go with one. I'd be open to the concept, maybe. I wouldn't go see it in the theater. But, uh, oh, I definitely would. <laughs> I would love to see Serenity and Serenity 2 double feature. <laughs> serenity now oh my god uh, <laughs> but do you do you want to move on to bliss or is there any yeah yeah let's get into bliss bliss just hit uh streaming on prime it is a science fiction drama written and directed by mike cahill starring Osin, owen wilson and selma hayek and also bill nye in a small role <laughs> and no one else of note really yeah i don't recognize any other cast members yeah it's um this is an interesting film as well. It covers a lot of the same ideas. It's just uh, laid out a little differently. Yes. It is un- unusually for things coming out now. This was always planned to be a prime release. This was not something that kind of they're taking advantage of a you know a theater theater shutdown. Yeah. Which I think gives you some idea of that kind of makes it a little better in my opinion. Yeah. Um but again with with Serenity, this movie Bliss is just all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like it starts as a a, t- a typical drama, down on his luck, businessman hates his job yeah. and he daydreams at work and gets fired. And that's the the first 5 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then it just goes off the wall. Yeah, he goes into a bar and he meets Selma Hayek doing her absolute best Marla Singer impression. And she is muttering to herself about how she can control everyone and how he's real and not everyone else is real. And it's it's a very, very weird film that... It's really hard to discuss without spoilers. Yeah, this one we should keep to a non-spoiler since it's three days old. Yeah, it is... It's definitely worth your time. This is also a fairly short film. It's an hour, 45 minutes, and it's wild. It goes in real weird directions, and... As far as the plot goes, I think it... it, The plot itself isn't bad. The characters are, for the most part, likable. Yeah. But then Act 2... Yeah, I guess it's Act 2 starts, and... They're just not the same characters, and that's no. really where I fell out of the movie. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It goes in some really interesting, weird directions, and it reminded me a lot of uh, A Scanner Darkly. Yes. Which I think gives some idea. It's not animated. That movie is rotoscoped, which can be very distracting. Uh, this is not that visually, but it has a lot in common tonally. Yeah, as far as visuals go, this movie is pretty boring. Um, yes. It, it's straightforward, nothing really happens, it's all driven through dialogue. Apart from a few action-y sequences in the first act and a little towards the end. Yeah. It's it's 
pretty straight it, it's a straight drama it's all dialogue character driven um but again it's shot well it's edited pretty well um i yeah, like the, the actors the director came from a background of documentaries and i think that kind of shows it looks very documentary-ish yeah everything every set they were in looked very lived in and real it's a little a little too gray for my taste and there's a lot of talk about Owen wilson's character's wife who you never see at any point yeah for someone who's such an important part of his character's life we don't even know what she looks like yeah do we We even see a photo of her nope we can assume because his children are played by uh, by black actors we can assume that she's black and that's literally all we can assume about her yeah uh and i think that's only because the actress playing the daughter must have given a fantastic audition yeah because she's great she's awesome but, but she looks nothing like owen wilson no and so, neither does the son no but i mean she's she is phenomenal and i think she's got a great career i want to look up her actress because she's phenomenal She's in uh, a bunch of stuff that looks like like teen yeah. Netflix shows. Yeah, Nesta Nesta Cooper. I have not seen her in anything. Actually, she was in The Edge of Seventeen, so I have seen her in something. But uh, no, she is great, and I feel like she's going to go somewhere. Yeah, probably, you know, probably do really well for herself and deserves it. Her Wikipedia page is pretty empty. It does note that she adopted a husky a couple years ago, and that's a pretty cool thing to do. Very so important for her. Yeah, rescuing dogs is awesome. <laughs> I fully endorse that. But uh, <laughs> uh, that's unrelated to anything we're talking about. But, you know, if I mean, you can afford it and you want a dog, rescue a dog. Uh, do you want to kind of wrap up and do a post-credit spoiler talk? Yeah. Let's, I, I think, I think that it. would be best instead of just <laughs> kind of going out Spending in Spending 30 seconds talking about the dog thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's about all I have to say for Bliss without spoiling for the people who actually want to watch it. But we'll get into spoiler talk after these end credits. But one last question before we end up. Ryan, which one of these two films would you recommend for someone new to the reality-bending genre? I would probably go with Serenity, because at least it was interesting. Maybe not always for good reasons, but I I was invested throughout most of it. How about you? I agree with you. I think Bliss takes itself too seriously and... it it tries to be smarter than it is and that ultimately makes it boring where serenity knows it's bonkers and off the wall and crazy and it just runs with it it'll throw a twist at you left and right and it just keeps going yeah but that's all i have to say about these two um join us after for after the credits for a quick spoiler talk a little more in-depth review of bliss yes all right so bliss um to get into a little bit more there's this whole concept of like a experiment that they're running that the two of them are are really doctors in this other universe and they've built this chain of what look like human brains in a giant vat and they like connect themselves with this weird tube 
that goes into their nose. It's very similar to the Matrix tube. They're all connected to yes. like, a big brain. And... I don't know why I didn't make that connection, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, and they when Owen Wilson wakes up, they pull the tube out of his nose, and it's longer than it should be, and yeah. it's kind of gross. There's tentacles hanging out. There's like little and, neuron connectors that go, yeah. go back up into his nose, and that really grossed me out. <laughs> but yeah, that whole second act is a whole different world. They're completely different characters, and the question is, like, which one of these is the real world? Yeah. Because... Owen or Selma Hayek's character is just feeding Owen Wilson these weird yellow drugs and we don't really know what they are but we see them being made with a computer and she says um, this will let you control anything in this simulation and that's when that's when I really liked the movie that first act when Selma Hayek and Owen Wilson were just messing everything up with their telekinetic powers yes but that was fun I enjoyed that quite yeah. a bit. they had great chemistry it was a lot of Agreed. fun. Agreed. And I wish the movie had more of that because you could just see Owen Wilson getting drunk off this power. Yeah. And they could have went to really cool places with that. But instead, they take him out of this this fake world into this real world. And he's a high prestigious doctor. Everyone respects him. He's doing this experiment. But then he goes back into the simulation. And the question is, was that real or was he just on drugs? Yeah. And it doesn't really explore that. It's just Selma Hayek and Owen Wilson causing trouble in the, the what we assume is simulated world. Yeah, but it, they get into trouble because they start having like very much drug-like symptoms from these things that they're, they're taking, these blue, these blue and gold glowing pills. Yeah, the blue pills knock them out of the simulation. Yeah, and the, the yellow ones allow them to access these reality-warping powers, but... We're never given an objective viewpoint, and my assumption is they're just on drugs. That's what I thought, too. Because when he comes back out of the the quote-unquote real world, he's in a chair completely passed out, and there's other yeah. chairs around him. So it seems like they're just tripping together. Yeah, and that's really depressing, because it looks like they lose, they lose time. There's references made to you know, things happening that we're looking forward to that were three or four weeks ago. And yeah, the daughter's graduation, she says yeah. that was three weeks ago, correct? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. And it's... In theory, the scenes from her point of view should be objective reality, but it doesn't match either other reality. It's, it just it's like, kind of a mess. It's there to just be there. Like, yeah. it's there to make Owen Wilson's character seem unreliable yes which he does so fair play on that regard i suppose yeah. i don't know i i feel bad suggest for having suggested this film because i just i did not like it i think i actually like this one more than you for once i think but I think that, that's i i didn't like it that much either but i have some decent things to say about it yeah i don't really have i don't hate it i just thought it was really boring and it was poorly boring. thought out yeah, by the time they went to the real world, like, after ten minutes in the real world, I was checked out of this movie. But I did finish it. Just, I wanted to see how it ended. I was hoping they'd get more into telekinetic shenanigans. And just, it's, the last hour is just Owen Wilson kind of self-deprecating. Yeah, and not to knock Owen Wilson. I think he's, you know, a pretty decent actor. But I, just, I can't 
buy him as a research scientist. Yeah, and I can't buy Sama Hayek as a homeless hippie. Yeah, and I think it would be really interesting if... I mean, one of Sama Hayek's most distinctive features is she has a pronounced, very imitatable accent that is just delightful. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of that is real and how much of that is a put-on at this point. She's lived in America for 20-something years. Mm -hmm. But I think it would have been interesting if in the other world, the quote real world, she had spoken with a much more or much less pronounced accent. Not, not saying that, you know, someone from Mexico can't be a research scientist. Of course they can. Yeah. Of course she could be a phenomenal research scientist. I think it would be interesting to have some significant reason to not trust her. Yeah, she, they kind of made her just the generic scientist. Yes. Like, oh, everything's riding on you. Hope you don't screw this up. We're all waiting for you. Yeah. But like, yeah. it ultimately amounts to nothing. Yeah, or have her behave in some way different than how she behaved in the simulation. And yeah, just she. Kinda... There was no difference between her character in either world. Where Owen yeah. Wilson, he had two distinct characters, but Sama Hayek was just like, "Yeah, uh, I'm a doctor. Trust me." Oh, look! I told you I was a doctor. Yeah, it's the beginning. I liked quite a bit. I think it could have gone to some more interesting places than it actually did. Like the whole thing about how he basically not like accidentally knocks his, well, he kind of accidentally kills his boss, and then his boss falls out a window through her actions. Yeah, and they should have done more with that. Like yeah. that's such an interesting concept. Like it could it could have been a really fun run from the cops movie. Yeah, where they have telekinetic powers. I'd yeah. watch the crap out of that. But, unfortunately, it became another Serenity. Yeah, or another uh, Scanner Darkly. It was like a Matrix for people who don't like action. Yeah, which, you know, I did watch most of the Matrix this week as well. uh, We were originally going to do that, and I had watched about half of it, maybe more. And Mm -hmm. I, I think having watched the Matrix so close to these other two, you realize how smart the Matrix truly is. Yeah. That was my next question, because I didn't get a chance to watch The Matrix. It's been probably nine years since I last watched it. <clears throat> How does it hold up compared to all these newer fake reality movies coming uh, out? It holds up real well, I think. Um, some of the effects are a little dated. and some Matrix the, uh, was 99, correct? Yeah. I think, for the most part, it works really well, because they knew how to direct those scenes. Yeah. Uh, there's some really cool ideas that didn't get to be put into the film that I think would have been really cool to have now. Um, One of the minor characters named Switch was going to have the quote idealized self-image, like the Matrix version of of them be female, whereas the real world version was male. And I think that's a really cool idea. Was that in the original script? It was. That's awesome. Uh, But they weren't able to, for whatever reason, get that in. I'm not sure if the studio had a problem or even like hiring another actor may have put them over the the top as far as costs. or or Maybe we'll see it in uh, Matrix 4 coming up. Yeah, that would have been so cool. I think think 13-year-old me would have hated that. But, you know, 34-year-old me is like, yeah, go for it. I think it's really cool to have – I mean, I'm not trans, but I, you know, I have a lot of – you know, friends who are or mm-hmm. non-binary or mm-hmm. I try to be you know, a good, uh, good ally, and I think yeah. having representation in something as cool as the Matrix, 
exactly. Would be like, fucking awesome. Having having that sort of representation in big budget movies is a yeah. huge step forward for the cause. Yeah, and of course the Wachowskis have both uh, come out as transgender since then, mm-hmm. uh, which makes the Wachowski brothers kind of funny now that they are they go by the Wachowski. They were the Wachowski siblings, and do yeah. they go by sisters now? Is that I don't said? know. I mean, they. Whatever they go by, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out what they do because it's always interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm one of the few people in the world who liked Cloud Atlas. So. I love Cloud Atlas. I read the book. I watched the movie. Yeah, we're getting way off topic, but there's not much <laughs> to say about these, so we kind of have to talk about a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> instead. So it, I guess we could wrap up with, um, if you're looking for a a alternate reality mystery thriller just watch the matrix yeah yeah pretty much there's there's a lot of fun stuff going on in that one and it's i think it really holds up but don't skip on serenity it's bonkers and i think everybody needs to watch it to appreciate how good movies can be and how bad movies can be yes yes and i think there's some stuff in there that some people may really like yeah not me but some people i think would really (laughs) enjoy it Going blind, but unfortunately we spoiled that. Yeah. But I got nothing left. Yeah, me neither. Cool. Um, any ideas for next week? Yeah, there is... Uh, there's a movie coming out on HBO. I believe it is called... Uh, Judas and the Black Judas Messiah. and the Black Messiah. That is about uh, some issues with the Black Panthers. I believe in the 70s with... Uh, an FBI agent kind of spying on them in their midst. And that looks very cool. And I think a good pairing for that would be a recent release called One Night in Miami, I believe that's called as well. That's making the rounds. It's an early talk for Best Picture nominations. Oh, wow. And uh, that is uh, a similar kind of idea about a number of very, very famous black people who were all in Miami at the same time, but they never actually met in reality. But okay. so this movie is kind of like, what if they did meet up? How okay. cool would that have been? Um, another suggestion for a pairing, I think Black Klansman by Spike Lee could mm-hmm. also be very good. Yes, that is that's my other idea. I think Black Klansman would be a lot of fun, and I really want to go back and revisit that. So, yeah. so um, it's yeah, up we'll to figure, you. I'll do we'll either figure, one. We'll figure those out in the coming weeks, but definitely, mm-hmm. you know, I think people should definitely check out Judas and the Black Messiah. Daniel Kaluuya is getting uh, early, you know, best Oscar or best actor Oscar buzz again. Great. He's Not awesome. that he wasn't great in Get Out, but I think that was just the zeitgeist. I think yeah, horror doesn't actor. typically get nominated yeah. for much. We're lucky at one best screenplay. Yeah, and I mean, I think that guy's got a great career ahead of him. Oh yeah, so. I'm excited. I'll watch anything he's in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's all I've got. Me too. All Thanks right. for listening. Thanks for listening to this uh, this extended spoiler chat, and thank you for joining us on the Crossroads. <laughs>